Yeah. For the record, there's an off switch, and I'm going to turn that off. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we're watching Matrix. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? All right, so we have Issa Rodriguez back on deck of Issa Does Tech, uh, but she and I are sharing a mic because on the other line in this video call made into a podcast, we have Jaime back as well. Jaime Rivera comes onto the show so that he can give us all of his thoughts on The Matrix Resurrections, the trailer that came out, which came out the morning that we recorded this podcast. Now, he had a ton to say, not just about the movie itself, because we are very excited for the movie movie, but what it's trying to tell us about the current state of society with all the tech that we have. I mean, when you think about it, the original Matrix movie all the way back in 1999 makes a lot more sense now that we have ubiquitous tech in our pockets and in our hands. So we go through all of that stuff and um, somewhat related to that topic is uh, Jaime reacting to the fact that Isa and myself were wearing brand new pieces of tech on our faces. That's right. We had the Ray-Ban stories and we were both uh, just checking them out. Uh, we did buy our own pairs and Jaime had plenty to say about that as well. So we all talked through these many different topics on this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly podcast. Go ahead, sit back, enjoy this nice hour long episode. Um, enjoy. See you in the outro. It's good that I'm using the M1 so I have to worry about battery life. Uh, someone over here knows a thing or two about yeah, that. Yeah, I just did... Wow. Um an hour and 30 minute long live stream with the M1 and OBS and it just chugged along. It's amazing. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> I'm just wait I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a MacBook Pro 14 or whatever the other small version is going to be that that comes out. I'm I'm looking forward oh, to Oh, so that. you're coming to the dark side too. Okay. Welcome. I had already been there. Like I'm I'm enjoying my Asus laptops to be honest, but I'm still going to have I still would want to have an M1 Mac. So, so nobody's like, I still have my Surface Book, my Surface Book 3. I still have my LG Gram 17 that I adore. Mm -hmm. um, nobody's saying that I'm not like, I play Flight Simulator. So I need my <laughs> PC. But then because Flight Simulator just reached the Xbox, I'm actually thinking about just getting another Xbox. That's true. And it's on Game Pass. So you don't even have it's to It's on Game Pass. And so uh, the beautiful thing is, What's what's an Xbox Series X if not an overglorified gaming PC where you don't have to worry about specs because it'll just support everything because it's designed for gaming. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. Um speaking of there's no good okay. I'm trying to think of the right segue. It's black and green, and what is also black and green is the matrix. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let me that? stop let me stop you right there and let me ask you, have you watched the trailer? I have. She has not. No. Okay. I'm, stop the yeah. stop the recording right now because if not, you're not going to understand everything I'm talking about. Stop the recording. You can play right it now. on the side. I can play it on the I'll side. Play it on the side and yeah. just watch the trailer. Uh, mm -hmm. Matrix trailer. Here we go. It's a live reaction. We're going to do a okay. live podcast reaction. I mean, I'm still confused about like what happened in the last one. So yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's even better. Trust me. Forget about the second and third movie. Focus on the first one. Okay. Fair. All right, so I want you to think about this. When The Matrix launched in 1999, I'm actually writing an editorial right now because the moment I watched the trailer, I was like, okay, in 1999, the internet was still in literally diapers. Inf infancy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very, it, there was, this was a very infant internet. And so 
at the time, very few people had it. If you wanted to, the very few people had a computer to start with. And if you wanted to get connected, most people in our third world countries would have to go to internet cafes. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, 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 definitely. yeah, definitely. Okay, so you go, you went to internet cafes and you would, you know, read your email or connect on MIRC, the Merck. Hi, which, I love that app. Wait, yeah, so much love. So there was no, there was no um, social media. Mm-hmm. You, you did not get notifications. The internet did not work on your yeah. phone. Yeah, and you, you... to to get connected, you required you had to go to the internet. The internet did not come to you. Yeah, and there's also like the funny thing, the main distinction I would say at that time with the internet was that you didn't have timelines. Facebook invented mm-hmm. the timeline. There was nowhere to scroll. You had Google, you had separate websites, and then you had websites like StumbleUpon, mm-hmm. which would give right. you stuff you could read if you were interested. So if you just sat there, it's not how it is now where you can just get lost in rabbit holes. Right. The, the, to a certain degree, the internet was still an analogy to real life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't trying to be its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just trying to adapt to humanity. And so here's the thing about The Matrix. In 1999, you would watch that movie, and you, obviously for a 19-year-old like I was at the time, it was a great spectacle, great special effects, amazing storyline, just a lot of stuff that would make you think, but there was no way to relate to the concept of the movie because we didn't live that Matrix lifestyle. We were not always connected. We were not jacked into the Matrix permanently. Yeah. We were not there. For us, it was we would have to go and we sh- we would have to decide and pay to jack in temporarily and then jack out whenever we wanted and go back to our regular lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's so interesting for me the for, to start the first, not really the the Barney Stinson, Doogie Howser. I, I I forgot the guy's name. Um, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Um, <laughs> So the first thing you have to notice is that he's wearing blue glasses. This is clearly Neo resurrected and they're looking for ways to keep him controlled. And so they're Mm, making him drink blue pills permanently as a way to show him that his life is normal. But if we look into society right now, as it is, I was like, why? I remember when, when we heard that they were going to make the matrix again, I was like, why are they doing this movie again? Like, the three movies were great. Coming to America 2 was a fiasco. Mm-hmm. The Godfather 3 was a fiasco. Like, there was no need to reboot these amazingly great franchises. Just piggyback on the success of the first first movie, because the, the other two were like, okay. But the first movie was fantastic. And so there's no need to do this. Like, Rocky up to version 3 was great, and then they just messed it up. <laughs> and so... It's not until I watch the trailer that I'm like, oh, my God, I get it. Again, in 1999, you couldn't relate to the topics being shown to you. Now, what life do we live if not of people permanently jacked in? Yeah. We get on a subway in on any metro in Japan, in Berlin, in the underground in London. We go to Paris. And these are the most silent trains in the world because everybody's on their phone. 
It's a little freaky. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Everybody's on their phone. Listen, I I drive I and you're on your phone. Well, I have nothing else to do. I'm not. I'm not gonna backseat drive. <laughs> but see, but see, I, I want. I want to share something that happened to me uh, during the pandemic. Hmm. It's interesting because during the pandemic, um, you know, the internet was our way to communicate with people. But because I started losing friends and a lot of people. I started losing a lot of family members and everything. To a certain degree, I found it shallow to spend my time posting bullcrap mm -hmm. on social media to show off whatever terrible life I was living in as I was locked in while somebody was burying one of my friends mm -hmm. or yeah. one of my family members or the fact that I had to bury my grandfather within that period, the fact that I had to bury both my grandfathers during that period. And so I honestly found it, I, just, I don't know, insensitive to try to, the, the problem is that social media is like our window to show off. And the more Latin yeah. or the more foreign your culture is to the United States, the more the need to show off. It's just part of our, our culture. It's just the way we are. Yeah. And so I don't know if you noticed, but ever since the pandemic, I don't think I've posted more than 10 photos in a year mm -hmm. at most. And it's mostly to celebrate my kids or to celebrate a family member or to remember the people that I've lost or to acknowledge something that I find beautiful. But I started just rebelling against the machine. I started noticing that I just did not want to be a part of the system anymore, which is such an irony because <laughs> what we, we perpetuate do, it. Yeah, we perpetuate it with what we do. <laughs> yes and no. And this is the problem. One of the reasons why, you know, even with all the opportunities that I've had to like branch out and go independent, one of the reasons why I like Pocket Now is because we still are, we still focus more on the journalistic part of technology and not necessarily on the influencer side of technology. Mm -hmm. I don't need to, I don't have any sort of commitment with any brand that's just, I don't have any, I don't do paid reviews. You and I don't do paid reviews. Yeah. And we don't have any sort of commitments where we have to lie about a product just to get a couple of bucks. Indeed. We don't need to do we that. We actively fight against doing that. Exactly. Like there might, there might be approval processes here and there, but by and large, like our opinions are our own and we make it very clear that we don't want our opinions to be bought for, for lack of a better term. So to a certain degree, I... I I just rebelled against the system. I don't want to be, I'm sorry. I just, I don't want to be known as an influencer. I don't want to be considered an influencer and no shame to those who are good for you. But for me, the concept of influencing people's opinions by trying to portray a lifestyle that exudes this or that is just not my jam. Mm -hmm. Like I have no problem in helping people decide what product to buy because they're still going to buy a product. And so I would rather help people like right now when I did the 16 inch MacBook Pro video and I was like, don't buy this computer. Yeah. It has no purpose for being. And I love the opportunity to be able to speak the truth and to speak what reality is. But in absolutely everything else from Facebook to, to Instagram, particularly because we were still on the previous government in the United States, I was like, I really don't want to land on any more tweets. Yeah. I, really, like, I remember that it just became toxic. It just became unbearable. And going back to the topic of this movie, 
I was I was debating what was the purpose of the movie, and then I saw that scene in the elevator when everybody was on their phones, and Neil was like, "What the hell is this?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, I get it, Lana. I understand why you did this movie right now because if we live in a matrix, it is now." Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna it say? It is no, now. It's just it, fun. Yeah. It really pisses me off. Mm. To be to be at dinner with friends, guys. I you know I put my I literally will put my phone in my pocket and I will not take it out. I will mute my watch. I I travel so much that I spend very little time with people, and therefore I maximize the opportunity I have to spend time with those people, even if it's doing nothing, even if it's talking smack. I have lost so many friends right now that I really don't need. A, a system that's going to pull me away from that moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's funny. It's, it's funny it, that whole tangent with influencers. I mean, I come from the social media capital of the world, mm -hmm. and like it's been like for the last few years. And I'm not talking about just this year. Like there has been like a very negative connotation to the term influencer, and right. whether we call them influencers or not. I mean, it's personally something I tend to shy away calling what I do, right? Because I'd rather because say you I create a, content. Because you come from a journalistic background. Yeah. That's but what it, built you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like right now, it's it's tough, but it's also, it's very funny how that really evolves because I feel like at some point in time, it's going to get like a very negative meaning, just, ha just like how it got that negative meaning from, you know, my side of the world where elections are won on Facebook and like everything happens online. Right. And, I, and so for me, that trailer was like, again, how many people do you know right now are hypochondriacs and will spend their lives thinking that they need another pill, which, you know, was the whole analogy of the blue pill. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, you, you would see Neo drink the pills and then his eyes would literally just um, his dilate. Would have mean, no, the, the opposite. Oh, the opposite. They wouldn't dilate. They would um, like. They smaller. would become small, yeah. right? But, and, but I'm, 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 yeah, but I'm trying to remember what that is. Yeah, I don't and, know the term either. I, I don't remember what happens when you know it, it's it, you literally just expose your, expose yourself to more light, and so your irises just close. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's literally what happens. But so it's that like how many people right now are you know literally depend on either, you know, prescription drugs or any other form of drugs just to, you know, detach yourself from whatever things were going on. Well, we're you, going through. you know what's funny too? Um, there was a study about this and they said that each Instagram or Facebook like a person gets actually releases a tiny dose of dopamine. dopamine. So dopamine. that means that it is a chemical reaction that's happening in your head in small doses, but similar to what would happen if you took an antidepressant. Right, exactly. And so we're going through, you know, so it's so many analogies into one. Mm -hmm. It's the pills, you know, you pretty much. And, and since the guy is going through therapy, you would assume those are antidepressants. Then you get on the elevator and it's you see people on their phones permanently. And you, you even see them laughing within. And Neo is like, what the hell is wrong with these yeah. guys? Like, just like in the first movie, when Morpheus would talk to Neo, Morpheus would tell him, you feel like if you don't fit in, you feel like there is something wrong, but you can't explain it. And so that is exactly what Neo, that he's going through that exact same process where he is 
like figuring out that it just does not make logical sense. Mm -hmm. And so that happens. And then I'm trying to remember, oh, the other scene. So he walks in front of a mirror and the person that he sees on the other end of the mirror is like somebody applying filters to themselves, like somebody using a completely different face or aging themselves. And so we go back to what people do on social media lately. The other day I posted something on on Facebook where I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to act conceited. I genuinely did not recognize you because there's a very big difference between your filters and what I see in real life. I did not recognize you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I was just trying to make I was just trying to make a parody over something that happened to me that day in the morning. Because it's that. And the reason why I posted it on Facebook is because it was it's mainly the only way I could connect with that person was through Facebook. And then when I saw them in real life, they did not look at all the same. And so we live with this insecurity that requires us to have to manipulate our, you know, our visual appearance in photos to look a specific way that's not true to who we are. You yeah, know? There's, there's a lot of layers to that because it's not just the it's on the on the very basic level there's a certain level of distraction that being jacked in we all are well a lot of people i don't know if i would say we all are addicted to it um and it's just even when you're just driving and you're at a stoplight reaching for your phone trying to see if someone messaged you like that's an addiction right then and there right. uh but then yeah what you're saying right now is just the manipulation of actual simulated realities like we're literally right. simulating realities for other people or even for ourselves just trying to make ourselves feel like we're living something else um that was the metaphor that that the matrix was trying to provide way back when but you're right like we didn't really have the analog for it. We didn't have, we didn't have a way to relate to that. That yeah. looked like science fiction to us at the time. 20 years later, it is no longer science fiction. It's just a different form to a certain degree. So think about it. So it starts with antidepressants. It continues with people on their phone. It then goes to, um, you know, people using filters and aging themselves or de-aging themselves. And then in the fourth section is when Morpheus shows him the red pill. And it's like the, the words he says, it's like, it's time to fly. And every single time that I've heard that phrase is when people are about to, you know, get a dose of whatever drug they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and so it's all that. It's like so many layers in which our society chooses to jack ourselves in. And it's it's so interesting. It's so funny how the analogy in The Matrix is you had agents that had to control you and that had to make sure that you did your jam. That you Guys, stayed scrolling. Let's use that. Let's use that analogy. Right. Yeah. No, but no, no, no. So at the time you needed force. So, you know, one of the things that I mentioned in my article is it's not like 1984 where you needed Big Brother to be surveilling you mm -hmm. or at least. So if you watch the original Matrix, there was this Big Brother figure. Yeah. Fast forward to 2021, and we've come to the point where we don't need surveillance. We freely give away our oh, information, yeah. our location, absolutely everything for the sake of functionality, for the sake of our phone being able to do something. Right now, every single one of our phones knows what our face looks like, knows what our fingerprints look like. Dude. I just boarded a flight in Houston um, two weeks ago, and the boarding process was facial recognition. And I was like, whoa. Wait, did you go through clear, or was that just what they were no, doing? No. They had a screen. You stand in front of it, 
And it's like, gave me my name. Okay to board. Wow. Whoa. I was like, whoa, man, this is heavy. Mm -hmm. So I want, at what level do we like, okay, so let's, let's put it this way. If we're trying to tell people to be more aware of this kind of stuff. And obviously the movie's doing that. I mean, this seems like it's going to be a future length black mirror episode. more or less. (laughs) (laughs) um, I've never seen black mirror though. It's basically what you're saying is that they're, they're shine They're, they're putting up, like the black mirror is yeah, let me just do this. This is the black mirror. Interesting. Like that's what it is. So it's it's basically showing us what a dystopian type of future tech is like bringing us to because of all of this because of Oh, I want to definitely watch that. Yeah. Black Mirror is a very it's a very unsettling show. It's one of those things where like I watch two episodes and I got to like I don't know, like watch Blue's Clues yeah. to 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 Blue's oh, <laughs> Clues. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, the um uh what like kinds of things would we tell people to like what action what action should we tell people Conscious to take? Conscious consumption. Uh, listen. Uh, you know, one of our former colleagues Joe Levi would always say it's a great time to be alive. Uh, you know, it's beautiful to be in New York City and to not, not need to ask directions because you've got Google Maps. True. It's fantastic to be to be able to use those systems to be able to navigate on the subway, for example. I'm not saying that your phone is a problem. I'm saying that your lack of control over what you do with your phone is the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm That's saying that point. like I'm saying that like anything, excess is bad. Yeah. Excess speed is bad. Too low speed is bad. I'm saying that every single thing in excess is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been through situations um, where, you know, in a, in, in a relationship where a partner just does like does not let go of her phone, and I'm like, seriously, like, I, I'm I'm sorry, but do we really need a window to not be where we are? Mm-hmm. Like, what is and and part of what the things that I write on this article are like. I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna ask you a personal question. Like, does scrolling repeatedly and endlessly on Instagram to see other people's lives does that make you feel better? Does that fulfill you? Because the biggest problem is that one of the things that I've noticed is particularly in our society here in in, in Honduras and Latin America is whatever negative whatever negative traits our society has social media is able to multiply oh them. My oh my gosh, yeah, for I sure. totally get that. Yeah. 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 And so if so we have this like we have this like to, you know we have this stereotypical concept that there are such a thing as intense people that are toxic and so social media only makes them more toxic because they have an open window to see to see somebody posting photos of their perfect marriage which those of us who know these people in real life know that they don't really live the perfect marriage but this is what they post like mm-hmm. you've never seen a human post Unless they're unless they're in the hospital and they want a little pity and they're going to post that they <laughs> just got cut or then they, they've got an idea. It's like 
It's whatever feeling you want to portray. Social media is your opportunity to multiply it. Oh yeah, totally. And I'll I'll freely admit, and Isa can can corroborate this, that I'm I'm prone to distraction. I'm prone to distracting myself whenever there's something that has to be done. I'm a master procrastinator. Oh, uh, but of it's all we all are exactly. But it's all be, that's the main reason why I would find myself mindlessly scrolling through stuff. But but I want you to think about this. The problem is that you are gen, you are Gen X. No, you're, I'm Gen I'm millennial. X. You're, you're a millennial. Yeah. The problem is you don't know what it's like to not live with those things. Where I do, like I, dude, I. It started with was, the Game Boy with me. That was really what that was. No, for me, dude, up until like my twenty six, like I think that it was when we started using Blackberries and actually actively being able to communicate with people. BBMing. Yeah. 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 I think that was like. That was the turning point. That was literally the turning point because I remember being crazy productive before that. I remember being a machine. You know what? I remember being in China with my family, no one knowing how to communicate. We We had printed out maps, but we couldn't figure out which specific, like we couldn't even figure out if it were the same street because we didn't have Google Translate. And it was just like getting lost finding papers, trying to sit down, trying to figure out from that piece of paper because there was no way you could get any other information at that time. There were no cell phones. This was printed out from our personal computer from our house before we flew to another country. MapQuest. 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 MapScape. I don't remember what the names were. But so it's not that I want to go back to that. What I've decided over the past two years pretty much is I really don't want to be like if you li- remember Morpheus's words to Neo, is you are a slave, Neo. That those are the words. You are a slave to the system. Mm-hmm. It is designed to lock you in and keep you from understanding the truth that you are being used to power the system. And think about it. How else is our current society? Like, to a certain degree, incentivizing envy, I guess is the best way to say it. Oh, yeah. Over the things we have that other people don't have. Incentivizing that envy is powering the system. It is powering the consumption that keeps our system going. And, you know, I'll say that it's, it's, it's crazy fascinating to see how companies have been able to figure it out. But at the same time, I think you and I have had conversations where I'm like, I struggle with this. I love, I love technology and I love feeling passionate about it, but I don't like to be part of a system. I don't like to be part of how the system has evolved to use technology, like, you know, to target ads to people, to be able to know exactly what they wanted to drive that need to consume. Well, that's why the the answer to the question is so hard to find, and it usually comes back down to personal responsibility, because the whole system or the way that life is right now is a and a massive paradox. Because we have this yeah. amazing technology, but then people can exploit it to make it so that hey, be creative, share your life, do all those things. Because you know what, people on the other side of the world are going to be addicted to what you share, and it's wow. it's crazy. Uh, and and being being jacked in all of the time, like it, that means different things around the world but everyone experiences it on some level at this point with the ubiquitous tech we have exactly and i remember i remember there was a time where i'm talking like 
seven, eight years ago where I would make a video and people were like, yeah, but I'm an Android user because Android is free. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like free for who? For you? Can you choose all the bloatware that your carrier drops on your phone? Yeah. Can you choose if your bootloader is locked or not? How free is your phone really? It's free to the carrier for them to load it with whatever crap you're going to get, but it's not really free to you, the consumer, yeah. and you're the one paying for it. And so it's just, I find it to be such an irony that we pay to be jacked in. Mm -hmm. We pay insane amounts of money to be a part of so many streaming services so to be able to buy these expensive phones, tablets, computers. And if these products are used as tools for us to be better at something, you know, the bicycle for your mind analogy that Steve Jobs used to use, then I'm good. Like I love needing to figure out certain calculations and just grab Excel and running a pivot chart. These things are fascinating. What computers, what mobile phones can do really opens the door for us to be able to be massively more productive. The problem is how many of us are willing, like there are so many good things about technology right now. How many of us are willing to disconnect themselves ourselves from the negative parts? Mm -hmm. And how hard that is, is it? How, how much harder is it becoming to even be able to do that in the first place? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, because just like what you said, just like what Marcia said, like the system is designed to keep pulling you into those bad habits. Like exactly. it can do the great ones, but how everything has been designed thus far is to get you to that other side. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, a lot, one of the things that I tell people, like, why, why do I have Facebook uninstalled from my phone? And I just, I do not use it. Um, it's mainly because I'm like, listen, if the system, if the only way the system is popular and important depends on how much time you spend on it, they will figure out a way to keep you locked in. Mm -hmm. And the question is, how much does that benefit you? Like the scrolling through other people's lives make you better or does that incentivize the negative sides of you? Like gossip, for example. Oh, yeah. Like, like envy, for example. Like what positive vibes do you get from it? Yeah. No, honestly, I, I, I also I'm going to make a profile where it's just following you. Well, I no, I so I have Facebook and I have chats because people in the Philippines tend to contact you via Facebook chat, but I don't really pay attention. That's a thing. And even I am having a hard time to completely disconnect from it. So yeah. for the last year or so, I haven't been on Facebook really, save for like certain occasions where I get notifications. But at some point, I did find myself mindlessly scrolling, and I'm like, "This is not good." Like, especially yeah. on Facebook, this is not. Yeah. This is there's no. I mean, I would argue, for example, that TikTok is different because it has an algorithm for discovery, so it's not just the people in your life, just like looking at what's happening there. Yeah, but you're. But you're. But you're. Yeah, but the question you're is, what are that, you watching? Yeah, you're blowing up that umbrella to literally anybody else, and you can get lost in that as well. No, I know, I know. I said I could argue and there are arguments against that, but it's also to my mind there are levels. Like mm -hmm. I would rather be finding interesting things that I've trained my algorithm about versus look at like what my neighbor is doing or this other friend or this random dude I went to high school with because at least like it's not as close. I mean, again, I know it's not completely oh. an out, 
but to but me, point, it's le it's levels, it's hierarchies. The point, the point is this: I have a brother, my older brother. I love him to death. He is this amazing guy. He was actually the guy that founded the first ISP in my country. Wow! Like he's no joke. Like I've been connected to the internet since 1996 because of this guy. Um, and the problem is, I get to see my brother with this amazing talent and amazing knowledge, and yet he has like become a victim to social media. Like he obviously he's had some ups and downs. He's currently going through hard times. And all he's doing is diving himself into endlessly scrolling. So instead of nurturing his business, instead of nurturing his family, instead of nurturing, you know, his relationships, dude, he can spend his entire day just scrolling through Facebook and posting funny videos and, and BS. And I'm like, you know, even if TikTok has a different approach, I'm sorry, you're still scrolling. It's a rabbit BS. hole. It's definitely a rabbit you're hole. Still, you're still scrolling through nothing. Like, it's like watching Seinfeld permanently. <laughs> you know, what was Seinfeld if not a show about nothing? Yeah. Yeah. There was literally nothing and educational so about that show. Just imagine what, and, and it, it was hilarious, mm -hmm. but just think about what Seinfeld was as an example, if not a show about nothing. Yeah. And so just imagine yourself spending the entire day watching Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. Which I have done. Get out of it? Let me just put this out there and let me come clean. <laughs> I have done, and it was not just a day. <laughs> binged watch Seinfeld before binge watching <laughs> yeah. was a thing. No, yeah. no, but here's the thing. Like if you, if like if, if it's got six seasons, you know, let's say 60 episodes, it's got a beginning and an end at least. Yeah. But do you like, let's assume that that's 60 days. There's 365 days in a year. That means you've got another 305 left. The problem is that we finish one series and then we go to another and then we go to another. And I, and this is see, why I never watch. See, he like I rarely watch series because that exactly who you're talking about that is me. I would sit through all episodes, and I need same to see thing. Them I'm the, I'm the same kind of guy, and it's the reason why I've just detached from watching TV because we go back. Like my brother at some point came up to me, and he's like, "Dude, I wish, I wish that I could start, you know, a platform like what you're doing." And I wish that he he's like really into politics, and and I was like, well. I'll give you like you have to do you have to choose to stop being a follower and to stop being to start being a person that people are going to be willing to follow mm -hmm. to be a leader of opinion and not a follower of what everybody else is doing. But the problem is right now um, you're dealing with issues in your marriage, for example. And, and the biggest problem is it's like the whole concept of, of dating online and stuff like that, where it's like. You know, the reason why relationships are having so much struggle right now is because I remember a particular friend who, you know, started online dating. And I remember that she was like, she's like, um, I, you know, she goes out with this guy. And she's like, I don't know. There was something about him that I don't like, but I have another date at 2 p.m. And then when she would come back, you know, he was nice, but then this, 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 but I have another date at 7 p.m. And so I'm like, this is the problem. The creation of the of the consideration that there are so much, so many fish in the sea. It's great, 
But at the same time, you devalued the importance or the quality of a person over the interaction you had with them for an hour. Mm -hmm. How do you know if that person wasn't just nervous? How do you know if that person is this is not this amazing human being that just is a little socially awkward and just probably did not know how to handle himself? You know, he saw this beautiful woman and just immediately went into shock and did not know <laughs> what to say. And so are we really going to produce the value of that person to an hour interaction in the most awkward of situations. That is all over the place because it's the whole idea that the first impression is everything the same way that the first three seconds of a TikTok have to be the most yeah, important thing that you see. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as scroll. YouTube and clickbait. Like yeah, exactly. Thumbnails so and the first the point that I'm trying. The point that I'm trying to bring is we are we are invaded by a system of social media that is shallow, pointless, and honestly, um, in Spanish, the word is nocivo, is toxic. Mm. It is not designed to work for you. It is designed for you to power the system. What does Facebook sell if not an audience? There was a meme, right, that says, like, if it's free, you better figure out how you're paying for it, which is basically what and happened so to think Facebook. Think about it. We, we go back to the topic of the matrix. You jacked into the matrix so that you can power the machine world. At the same time, you have to jack yourself into Facebook to power its existence. And it's got all the tricks in the world to keep you connected voluntarily, as opposed to the matrix in 1999, where you were forced to be locked in. I think that this is worse where you personally decide that you want to be a part of a system that produces nothing for you, but then uses you for others to produce using you. Well, the, let's dive even farther into that paradox. I do need to make sure we take one quick break. This is how crazy the world is, though, because we have all of these paradoxes about how the system is still there and still uh, always there, and it's always finding ways of connecting us and jacking us in and all of that. What's on my face right now? Uh, <laughs> I, I need for you to explain it to me, yeah. please. Thank you. Wait, wait, let me... And here comes another one. You want to talk about actually paying money to be part of these systems? Right now, Issa and I are wearing the Ray-Ban Stories, collaborated with Facebook, where we literally have pieces of tech on our face that if I were to press this button right now, I am now recording a 30-second video of us that I could post on social media or, to tease the fact that we're doing the podcast. Or, 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 hey, Facebook, start recording. And there she oh is. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's it. It's like snap spectacles. Mm -hmm. In a way, yes. Um, the reason why I was so interested in these and why I actually paid the money for, for this pair. Um, yes, the cameras are there. Are they important to me? It, it, it's interesting and it might be kind of fun to use. But um, what they did was they had the, the, the cameras in along with the speakers. And you know I've been doing a lot of smart audio, audio classes. So I was interested yeah. in the fact that they put all of those things all together. And then they actually look good because it's freaking Ray-Ban. You know, she uh, she got the classic Wayfair. I have transition lenses. Dude. I'm actually wearing contacts right now, but yeah, these have the transition lenses. Yeah, I mean, I've always liked the idea of like good looking wearable tech, but to me, like we're very different because I've been using the Gentle Monster Huawei glasses and those are audio and I don't like stuff playing in the background like he does. So I wasn't really able to like optimize it. 
Yeah, I'm prone. So, to, I'm prone to distraction, yeah. so I like having the speakers. And here's the thing: those gentle mon- you don't wear the the Huawei gentle monsters. They wear you because they're massive. Dude, I love that because you could like just get out of bed, wear them, and you'd be fine. And well, we were in. Can I can I say this part? We were in Hawaii, and you relied on them. Yeah, I lit. I had the biggest zit of my life. And I shot like three <laughs> videos. If you watch my videos, you wouldn't notice because I had the glasses on. But he gave me away in his um, candid shots on his video. But it was, it was so funny because like, okay, so you record stuff on these glasses. You download the Facebook View app, which for all intents and purposes is just a way for you to get all the content down. But it does try to make it very clear to you that it will never access your content. It might like oh, share diagnostic right. data and might do this or that right. there's always a, that that whole thing we don't have cambridge analytica to prove anything otherwise right? exactly Facebook. right now, so but, but let me ask you this let me ask you this how are they like is this like facebook has already copied snapchat in stories versus what snaps were like now they're copying spectacles Mm-hmm. How are these better than spectacles? Well, from a from a technical standpoint, like f- there are certain things that that jumped out at me because I tried to get every version of the spectacles. I tried to go to the like the drops and all that stuff before drops yeah. were necessarily a thing. Um, I uh, these are better quality in terms of the video and the audio. Um, okay. They do have the speakers, which you know, for someone like me, I do like having that. I was getting B-roll earlier and I was just listening to a podcast while I was doing that. I didn't hear that. Nice. Yeah, I had it low volume, so you couldn't hear me. But um, the uh, the app itself is way easier to use. You can get the photos and videos down real easy. And she's been doing that for yeah. her TikToks and stuff like that. So like it is just better all around. They also look way well, better because like the spectacles just look like not great. They were not great. Okay, but l- let's just put it into perspective, there's five years of differences in technology. Mm-hmm. Like the original Spectacles came out in what, 2016? Around there, yeah. Before I So of course they're better. They have to be better. But the question is, they add, they add a little bit more functionality, but how are they better or like, because here's the problem. Let's admit that regardless of how bad the Spectacles looked, like they developed the scarcity uh, marketing and it worked for them and they did the drops and people went crazy for them, $150 and people made crazy lines to get them. And then they ran out. They launched the store in fifth Avenue. They were this massive hit for about three months. Yeah. And then people did not care about them. Mm -hmm. So what happened with spectacles? Like what are these glasses going to do to improve? prove what snap spectacles didn't do well for me it's basically i was wearing the huawei gentle monsters without using the tech in it they're they look good enough for me they're comfortable enough for me and that was Mm. the only pair that i had those feelings with Mm. and this is a second pair like if i didn't want to shoot i could wear them i'd be comfortable they'd look great at least for okay. me as that type of like because i really true. care i really care like i'm not gonna like the spectacles i wanted them but it wasn't like i was planning on using them every day i'm not gonna okay. go to the grocery and be like wearing these glasses just because it's sunny this pair i would and it's the same thing with the huawei gentle monsters and plus this thing has a camera so i guess like for me that's like the win-win side I th- of it i think there's a certain um the collaboration is interesting because for them to pretty much throw all that money around and get Ray-Ban to actually collaborate with them. I saw articles on 
like like men's fashion websites like Gear Patrol, and they're saying this is a horrible idea. Not for Facebook. It's brilliant for Facebook. It's horrible for Ray Ban because Ray Ban yeah. has been an analog company for so long. And what made them want to do this now? And like that makes a lot of sense. Like I understand where that's coming from. Um, but for them to actually get Ray Ban in on it, it actually makes it so that the techies like me, who just like the fact that this kind of technology exists, will actually dive in a little bit more easily because they actually look good because Ray Ban put them on. But as far as Facebook is concerned, it's like what you're saying. You're feeding the system because Facebook owns so many properties that include WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook themselves with stories and posts and stuff like that. That if anybody who is on those networks wants just an easier, quote unquote, or different way of like getting content and capturing stuff and putting them up anywhere, well, here's another way to do it. Like Facebook couldn't make a phone. Facebook couldn't make a camera. They made glasses. Well, they did make a phone and it flopped. That's what I'm saying. It flopped, yeah. (laughs) Um, So here's the problem. I think that one of the reasons why the spectacles flopped was two reasons. One was functionality. They were only sunglasses. Mm -hmm. So you kind of needed the sun to be able to to use them. That was the first problem. It was either or. There wasn't this like transparent version that you can snap. And eventually they came up with a version with the spectacles too, but the fat was already gone. Yeah. So I think that that was the first problem. The second problem is I think that society has like, if we are, if we already have Apple dealing with serious issues over privacy and child protection and everything, it's very difficult for me to want to have a conversation with a with a person that has a permanent camera and a microphone staring at me mm-hmm. i have like it ever since google glass would like for people it was socially awkward it is socially awkward right now for you to be having a conversation with somebody and to be completely staring at your watch and i think that people even people right now have are like they already know that it's that you're getting notifications but at, you know there was a time where it was like do you need to be somewhere do you need to go Um, And so I think the privacy is the second element. The third element is really just the functionality. How much, how much do these cost? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So these cost $300. But for me to get the trend, for me to get the transition lenses so that I could use them indoors um, that with tax brought it up to four. So So yeah, let me put you, let me put this in perspective. Who is going to be willing to pay three to four hundred dollars just to feed Facebook? Because it's not like it's not like if the glasses are actually any better than the Warby Parkers that I'm wearing right now. Like I've been hearing Warby Parker a lot. They're not better than than like they don't serve a better functionality. If anything, because they're thicker on the stems, Mm -hmm. they're only a bit more awkward to wear. Like. And so it's like, how are they better glasses? They're not. Yeah. As glasses, they're not. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, they're, it, they're literally a fashion item, luxury, in the same way fashion, that... Fashion needs to be able to blend with you. This is like saying that you're like, in the case of Isai, you're going to wear a dress. It, it's like trying to have a dress... You know, yes, if the dress does not blend with you, if it's all over the place... That it's still it, not looks, a- it looks socially awkward. Like it's it it doesn't compliment you. It only gets mm-hmm. in the way of your attributes, if anything. Yeah. It, it doesn't really add value to the way you're and so right now you you guys are wearing a couple you you guys are wearing the equivalent of eight hundred dollars. 
and two pairs of glasses that are not better in any way than the $99 pair that I'm currently wearing that are already overpriced because I could totally get them in Duane Reed for 20 bucks. To be, to make a counter argument though, Jaime, there are people who spend way more on just designer glasses with no tech in it oh, just to look darling, good. I have a pair of my favorite, my Serengeti titanium aviators. Oh my are God. 200 and I, I don't think I've ever paid more for a pair of glasses. Like they're, <laughs> I, they're $260. I would pay more for them. Of mm. course. I am like, I have three pairs of them. That's how much I love them. And so, yes, I totally like, I'm the kind of guy that will spend on designer glasses, but those designer glasses have to look good on me. And I don't think that right now. I think now, saying we look terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that the stems are just so thick that I wouldn't be like, dude, I have the Amazon Echo glasses. And and the reason I stopped wearing them is just because I'm like, okay, they, oh, they only come in gloss black or that blue. Yeah. I like a matte. There's no option for that. Yeah, these are all glossy for sure. Yeah, yeah they're, they're very plasticky. Um, I actually like metallic or thin stems. I have mm -hmm. a big head, so I don't need my glasses to be bigger than my head. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, this is just not me. Like the stems plus the frames only make my head look bigger. Mm -hmm. And it's not like if I have choices, like I would rather, you know, I think that there was a company that tried to make like an adapter that you could connect to regular glasses yes, and turn them into smart that. glasses. Well, like audio glasses or no? Like the camera. No, the the, like camera. the camera thing. Oh, Pogo yeah. Cam, that was, that was terrible. Yeah, but I remember that we saw that at Showstoppers. It was a terrible implementation. Yeah, I it was it. a better, <laughs> But it was a better idea if you consider that you can con continue wearing, like you don't have to spend $400 on a gimmick where you can get far better fashion glasses for half the price. Yeah, and, well, okay, so I did do the Echo Frames and the Razer Anzu reviews for Pocket Now, and yeah. I remember and saying- you're gonna be doing that one for Pocket Now too. Sure, I'm that's curious. fine. I'm gonna say the same thing in, the, in this, like putting the Facebook stuff aside, and trust me, when we were buying these and I was getting them set up and we started using them, she, she could see the cringe in my body of like, I can't believe of I'm saying, doing this. Hey, like, Facebook, yeah, of take like, a photo. I couldn't believe that I was actually like willfully adding, because I don't have the Facebook app on my phone either. But I have the Facebook right. View app. It's a separate app. So now they ha they have found a way to get me again. But um, And I was cringing the whole time because I was like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. But anyway, putting that stuff aside, what these smart gadget fashion things are starting to like realize, what these companies are starting to realize is that, yes, there are people like you, Jaime, who are like, I want designer stuff that does look good that works for me and stuff like that. But then there's a whole different crowd that will also spend the same amount of money, but for very different reasons. And that's someone like me where it's like, they look good enough, but it's the tech that really entices but, me. But, they're but, the same people, they'll, they'll spend the same amount of money, but for just different reasons. But okay, also, so, that's also another- sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, another point is that I have gotten way, like, so, okay, as someone who creates tech content, but has been trying to cater to a lifestyle crowd, because mm -hmm. the lifestyle crowd will not care about the last phone or, or camera that I talk about. I have gotten right. so many questions about this. I have gotten That's people true. wanting me to buy a pair for them. And I'm talking to this 
director type who never really cares about smartphones and is on like a five-year-old smartphone. I'm talking about someone who does marketing and has never really bought into like all the new smartphone camera hypes. But like something that's Ray-Ban that seems like it's easy enough to use, seems pretty cool for every day. Maybe it's not the best camera, but it's also a pretty cool gimmick. Why not? Alex, so I'm going to give you the, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my two cents on that perspective. There's a reason why phones are, you know, there's a reason why smartphones became a thing. And it's because they were not one trick ponies. Mm -hmm. They started with phone calls, then they evolved to SMS, then they got internet, they got permanent chat, then they started getting cameras. Then they, you could listen to the radio on them, then you could start listening to your music. Then screens got bigger, you could start consuming content, you could start playing games. Sadly, you now have social media, which I think is literally what made Facebook take off. The iPhone is literally what made Facebook take off. Mm -hmm. They were one of the first to adopt an application for it, even if, even if it was web-based at the time. But it's like, if you pay $1,000 or $500 for a phone, even if it's five years old, it doesn't just take photos. It doesn't just play your music. You kind of need it to be able to not just for let's forget about the concept of communicating and let's think about the fact can you imagine yourself without google maps right now mm. <laughs> like can you think of your life without google maps right now if you want to make a reservation on a restaurant you use your phone if you want to order takeout you use your phone if you want to order groceries you use your phone if you want to record this video you use your phone if i want to get a good microphone and so the problem with the glasses is they are one trick ponies they're not going to overlay the map of the directions as you're walking which it's the reason why i like the concept of google glass to have mm -hmm. a heads up display made a lot of sense because it was like okay i they're glasses and they're horrible looking but i i mean there comes a point where I consider it like even pilots, you know, ever since the 737-800, no, actually ever since the 777, you know, military planes have had heads-up displays forever. And so for me to have a heads-up display of my map as I'm walking, I think is a great idea. Like if you told me that they had that functionality, I, would told, I wouldn't mind wearing a freaking helmet if they were that big. For the added functionality of actually having augmented reality. If it looked like Daft Punk, I would agree oh with Oh my you. gosh, like, no. Yes. So, but I guess yeah. that's where we differ mostly. I wouldn't. I don't care what it does. If I don't like how it looks, I would not wear it. Like, it could be the most useful thing in the world. It could tell me the future. But if I looked silly wearing it, I don't want it. So at least no, for I me, yeah. This I, is I, what I, pulled I, me I, in. I, I, I totally get that. I'm listen. Serengetis have been considered the best sunglasses ever. You know what? They're I'm gonna actually, Google that because now I'm actually very curious. So, so Scary. here's. Do you know that Serengeti is actually a corning company? They actually, no. yeah, they they actually started as a corning company and they and they ended up spinning off because they went bankrupt. But you, if you go to any airport and you look at what sunglasses those pilots are wearing, they're all wearing Serengetis, if not Aviators. most of them. Aviators, yeah. yeah. Those are yes. good. Yeah, those are very so, cool. And so the, the funny part is when people are like, oh, but they're aviator glasses. And so they assume that it's like the, the Ray-Ban aviator design. Mm -hmm. And it's really not that. Aviator means that they're non-polarized. Uh, they're non-polarized uh, chrome lenses. And so... 
the problem when you're the problem when you use polarized lenses, which is what usually sunglasses do, is you know LCDs and CRTs. Like if you had an LG phone, you couldn't see the screen. And so imagine a oh. pilot needing to wear glasses and at the same time had to look at all the screens in front of him. Yeah. You need glasses that's that cool. will not flicker the screen. And so that's why they're called aviators. It's not because of their form. Gotcha. I which learned is, something. That's really cool. Which is funny because I've worn a pair of uh, Ray-Ban aviators polarized, <laughs> which is <laughs> totally against the, the a complete the irony. But it's, it's, you know, most people don't understand what that is. I but, didn't know that. Yeah, but so, but so the point is, is I got four hundred dollars like for the price of an iPhone. What I oh like gosh. an iPhone, yeah. an iPhone SE for the price of an Apple Watch for the that provides me so much more functionality for the price of you know AirPods Max on sale. Like, oh god, I I would really have a hard time paying for that. Again, now, if they looked like regular eyeglasses or regular sunglasses, they wouldn't have like the beefy stems and everything. Yeah, that's and hard. That's would, hard without the speakers. Yeah. If, if they would blend and and still look normal, ah, then I would totally be willing to pay for that. It's funny because it is – these Wayfarers are literally the exact same shape. I have a pair of Wayfarers in my bag right now, and they are a lot thinner. It's just the exact same shape. It's just they just went just a few millimeters more. <laughs> <laughs> because they had to. Right. And, and and then think about this. The other problem is the, like, it's like right now when you're using the Galaxy Watch 4 and you're like, I don't want to use Bixby. I want my Google damn assistant. So that and was so, one of his issues, really. Mm-hmm. And so think about it. I'm like, listen, I, you know, I get it that it's a Facebook collaboration, but I hate Facebook. Yeah. I don't want, like, if Facebook is the, like, I, like, I don't know of anybody. Yeah, well, here in Latin America, there are a ton of people that literally live on Facebook. Philippines. But yeah, but like in the United States, it's like telling people to text me on WhatsApp. It's like for them, it's like WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll text you. Like I'll send you an SMS. People really don't care about WhatsApp. If anything, Instagram. But even for that, it's like for the messaging is iMessage. And so, like, I, God, like that for Facebook, like, Facebook would have to be this amazing platform and not the cesspool of trash content for Which me to be is. willing to shell out so much money. Well, you know what this does? This this collaboration was really interesting because for them to put in these level of or this amount of features, I agree with you. The only thing that's really missing is on the one hand, maybe a, a chime for a notification, sure, but definitely access to a different assistant or any assistant at all. The only assistant on here lets you take photos and videos. That's it. So if, like if they if they told me, listen, I'll you can sw- swap from Facebook to do and can you do Instagram stories from them? No, but you 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 get the you get the footage down and upload it to yes. anything else. So it doesn't directly then go what's on the Facebook. Point? It doesn't. Then what's but the point? Even on like, Facebook, it doesn't go I, in there. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna record with your glasses, and then you're gonna have to then grab your phone to then post. It's like, how is that any different than just sticking out my phone and doing? Well, yeah, no, that's true. Like, it's absolutely true, and that's why it's like I'm not. I remember when we did our camera test. Like the mm-hmm. moment after we got the glasses, we both were saying like these are not these are not meant to replace a thing. Like it's literally just like a novelty. And something fun you can do that might add to your content, but maybe not. Something that you can do. I'm going to remove the fun from the phrase. How about that? 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it was fun though. Well, I mean, you were hey Facebooking everywhere. Hey Facebook, take a photo. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, I will say this though. Um, it makes me it, this since I've done historically like smart glasses reviews, I had to check these out. And I didn't say this in my video, but I'm thinking of it now. Like, didn't didn't we have a look at like Apple was about to make some sort of glasses? And if you're able to put speakers and a camera on here, what will Apple put in theirs? So it just makes me interested to see what they will end up doing with theirs. And also well, after okay. Google bought North. Right, so they might be able to do something pretty cool with theirs. Yes, but here's the thing: we go back. Like, if the Apple Watch was just um, a window to iMessage, for example, or think of the Apple Watch as the whole concept of if if it was only designed for me to like respond to text messages, or for me to respond to phone calls, or for me to respond to FaceTime. It completely loses its its benefit as a smartwatch, but instead, the Apple Watch, you know, it gives me the time. It allows me complications. It's a very good fitness watch. Yeah. It gives me access to sleep tracking, and so it's not a one trick pony designed for shallow interactions. Do you get where I'm going? No, yeah, no, I totally get that. And so, if Apple was to come up with smart glasses they have to be better than regular glasses. Whereas right now you're wearing an expensive pair of smart glasses that are no better than a regular pair of glasses and just serve as a way for you to create content for other people. How does that, like you're paying to entertain other people. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm entertaining Don't, myself yeah. through speakers. I'm, I'm listening I mean, to podcasts. For me, I think the notable <laughs> thing with these glasses. I, I, I'm sorry, the ma the Matrix really, the, that, that trailer really <laughs> left me questioning we, a lot of things. We, we see it, Jaime. Don't worry. Can I, this is why I want to see it too. But on that, no, oh, finish your point. Oh, I, have, I have one after. No, just, Issa, Issa, here's the thing. Like, it's the reason why I reached out to Josh this morning and I'm like, we need to podcast. Yeah. I have so much stuff to say about this. And I want to read this article. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's one of those things. It's, it's going to be a weekend piece, but I'm just like, mm -hmm. this is just, it is a true hit. Mm -hmm. on what society has become. Mm -hmm. And to be fully honest with you, I could get political about this. Yeah, You know, the biggest problem with our situation today, you know, you, you say things like freedom of speech. Um, and I do believe in the First Amendment. You know, everybody has the freedom of speech. I, I have a very big problem with people using the, you, you know, in the past, when you know you had journalism, it was understood that there was a code of ethics to journalism, yes. just like there is for a doctor, just like yes. there is for a lawyer, and you could go to jail for, you know, for failing yes. to this. Or, well, I don't know about journalism, but to a certain degree, there is. I, I hate the fact that there's that there's a problem right now where, for example, we've got people that don't want to get vaccinated because there's so much disinformation about vaccines. Yeah. And it's all because you've got people that can buy a cheap WordPress template right now that'll look like the New York Times and write an article that looks completely credible. And people are, you know, anybody that's gullible or is not initiated in the Internet will not. Be, like, I have a friend who just lost his mom two days ago, and she refused to get vaccinated because she read an article, uh, you know, about... Uh, how, you know, all the issues with the vaccines and all this. And I'm like, 
oh my God. Like how is like her concern was to get a microchip. Now her concern is to get worms in a casket. Like I like yeah. I, I like what's like the irony. So you get where I'm going. I'm like the biggest problem with the I do believe in the democratization of information of, of information i do believe that we live in a better world to a certain degree the platform of youtube allows us to have a voice and now there's no there's no more orifices as steve jobs used to say that would control the media like yeah. it is no it gatekeeping to everybody i just feel that i feel that you know, extremes of everything are bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so what happens when you give somebody freedom of speech, but people don't understand that it's freedom to express yourself and not freedom yeah. to lie. It's basically what happens, mm -hmm. what happens when there's no ethics involved. Yeah. It's basically freedom of speech does not mean freedom from repercussion. And what the platform has allowed to happen is that it just, let people get away with it. I mean, it's funny that you say this because on like a slightly different tangent, this was exactly what I I wrote about in my graduate thesis when I spoke about whether or not the internet is good for journalism. And the end result is that, you know, at at this point where the media model is different, when, as you said, there were gatekeepers, it becomes a whole different playing field when there are none, and your issue is now not getting information, but all the information coming in and, the right information. and needing the right facilities as a consumer to make sure that the information you're getting is right. Mm. Because at the end of the day, and especially because I have noticed a trend too with like how a lot of like the older generation tend to like fall victim to fake news. And it's also because all their lives they've been trained to accept information a certain way. If you read news on a newspaper, that's most probably been vetted. Versus if you're just on Facebook and everything just seems like it's presented to you and your mind defaults to how it's been trained to gather information. And yet you see like all these Gen Z kids not believing anything. And sometimes it's a legit news. And it's, right. it's also because of how they've been brought up. They've been brought up in in a time where anything they see, they're just very skeptical of, you know? Right. But, the, but then you get the, you get the complete opposite, which is the boomers who grew mm -hmm. up believing in, you know, when you had like Walter Cronkite on mm -hmm. news and you knew that if it's, it was Walter talking, you had to believe him. Mm -hmm. right now. We've got this. Oh my God. There was this documentary on Fox news. You guys have to watch it. It's a full, like it, it was amazing to see how Fox News grew up becoming this like source of uh, how was it um, non uh, non biased content like they were like in the middle mm -hmm. not to the not too much to the right not too much to the left and then you know Donald Trump's presidency begins and everything just like what happens when you've got a, a you know and a, a TV a TV broadcasting system that drew a reputation on telling impartial truths and then what happens when they become unethical like when they yeah. lose their ethics and they become this like source of conspiracy theories you end up with what happened in the capital and again i don't want to get political the point is i do feel that too much extreme of anything is hmm. bad and i'm not saying that there ha there is a problem with freedom of speech 
I'm saying that there should be some sort of way to police people that that abuse that power to make lies look credible. Yeah, I mean, on that on that note, it's also like ownership for the stuff you put on the internet. I think because a lot, especially coming from a generation where like everything has like you say things in real life and it has to be you and then all of a sudden this big mythical thing happens it's the internet you can do whatever and it seems like you can do whatever without you realizing that anything you put out in the world has weight to other people and i feel you're, like a lot of it is you're making an amazing point I remember when I used to work in, in the first airline that I used to work in, when you check the passenger, the system we used was called Sabre. It still exists. Mm-hmm. It's, it was created by American Airlines. But the interesting thing is you had uh, what we called an electronic signature. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every, like everybody knew that LCE-8JR was me. Mm-hmm. And so if a passenger was... Uh, for some reason unchecked or something went wrong, you could see who did it. Mm-hmm. Like you could like, because we had access to flights in New York or LA, even if we were here in Honduras, we could literally remove a passenger from any flight being in Honduras. And so the beautiful thing is nobody would ever dare su- do something like that because their yeah. electronic signature would tie them to the event. And so you make a very valid point. You know what? Because I've noticed that, for example, as a woman on the internet, I get so much crass comments. And the yeah. same people who get, who say those things online hide behind the veil of anonymity. Yeah. If I track right. them down and I call them out, they're probably not going to be the same people who say those things in real life. Mm. And I always say that, right? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to remember who said it, but they were they were saying if there are verified users on Twitter, why not verify everybody? Like literally yes. make it so that each and every person has to put their name on their handle. And it's, uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Like yeah. it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. You can create seven different Facebook profiles right here, right now. And that means you will never have to answer for what those profiles say. Because, yeah, yeah. and you can literally, you could destroy people's careers. Mm-hmm. You could, yeah. des- you could literally destroy people's careers. Win you could, elections. Like, the other. Like the other day, a friend of mine reached out and he's like, dude, my account got hacked and they've been posting stuff about my wife and I don't know what to do. Like, what do you recommend? And I'm like, dude, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like, um, and so that, dude, like you can literally destroy a person's life by, you know, the irresponsibility of everything you're able to do in the Internet. And so this is the you know, we've seen manipulations of elections We've seen manipulations of opinion. We've seen manipulation of the thought or the facts, you know, regarding COVID-19 and the vaccines. I guess landing to the way we began this podcast is I am very disenchanted mm-hmm. by the internet. Mm-hmm. I am very disenchanted by the excess and the lack of ethics and the shallowness that the system provides that only depresses people instead of serving as a tool for good. Mm-hmm. And that for me is a big problem. Mm-hmm. 
follow all of the links for Jaime, myself, and for Isa Rodriguez of Isa Does Tech in the show notes. Uh, you can head over to the article, or rather the editorial that Jaime actually wrote regarding all of his thoughts on the Matrix Resurrections and what it made him think about the current state of tech. Uh, that is also going to be in the show notes, so make sure you read that wonderful editorial by Jaime. Uh, with all that said, though, uh, Pocket Now can be found at pocketnow.com for all of the latest headlines and editorials like the one I just mentioned. You can find Pocket Now across social media at Pocket Now on Instagram and Twitter, and then of course head over to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Pocket Now for video content that's coming out pretty much every single day. With all that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Thanks so much for kicking it with us, and we will see you in our next one. 